to the RTI Time Machine. Today's time traveler is... John Van Trieste. And the destination... The late 18th century. Between 1683 and 1895, large swaths of Taiwan came under the rule of China's last imperial dynasty, the Qing. During the more than 200 years of imperial Chinese rule, few people from Taiwan rose to the kind of prominence achieved by Wang De Lu. Through a military career that spanned the late 18th and early 19th centuries, Wang helped the Qing dynasty put down rebels and smash the pirates that plagued the empire's coast. He received imperial favor, and at the end of his life, came out of retirement to defend the empire against foreign aggression. He was born and is buried on Taiwan's southwest plain, in the town of Taibao, Jiayi County. The town is named in Wang's honor, Taibao being a high imperial title that was bestowed on him during his lifetime. Taibao is also notable for being home to the National Palace Museum's Southern Branch, which opened there in 2015. The career of this proud local son is the subject of an ongoing exhibit at the museum called Wang De Lu and the Tong'an Ship. Here to tell us more about Wang De Lu and the museum's look back at his life is assistant researcher Wang Jianyu. Wang De Lu was born in 1770 into a family with roots in China's interior. One of his great-grandfathers had been dispatched to Taiwan to put down the rebellion of Zhu Yigui, the duck farmer who would be king in the 1720s. This great-grandfather seems to have died during the campaign, but the family remained in Taiwan. Wang was part of the third generation of his family to be born on the island. It is often said of Taiwan during this era that there was a small rebellion once every three years and a large uprising once every five. While other parts of the empire were equally restive, Wang's Taiwan was often a turbulent place. It was the role he played in putting down the most serious rebellion yet that first brought Wang to prominence. At the time, he was only around 17 or 18 years old. In 1786, the rebel Lin Shuangwen raised a force that threatened to drive imperial control off Taiwan completely. At the height of the rebellion, only two towns continued to resist the rebel forces. The young Wang De Lu assembled a force of 500 volunteers, providing for their rations and salary from his family's assets. He set off with his volunteer force with the goal of recapturing the nearest big town to his home, today the city of Jiayi. By the time the rebellion was quelled, Wang had been in a number of battles, helping to retake the city and keep it out of rebel hands. The empire sent three waves of troops across to Taiwan to put down the rebellion, which was finally brought to a close in 1788. It's said that Wang De Lu was sent southwards with a group of these forces in order to capture another affiliated rebel. Whether Wang himself captured this rebel doesn't seem to be completely settled. It's said he did, but Mr. Wang adds that there is only one source where this is recorded. 
它是受伤带花铃。那个花铃呢，我先解释一下，其实那个花铃呢，就是其实我们在讲在服装部。Whatever the case, Wang's overall services during the rebellion were noted and rewarded. Wang was given a relatively high rank in the imperial hierarchy, as well as the right to wear a mandarin's hat adorned with a peacock feather. Putting down rebellions would become a theme in Wang's life, and the second one he helped to crush came soon during the 1790s. It was also around this time, though, that we start to see another recurring theme in Wang's life: success as a commander at sea. 以前琉球是原本是中国的属国，所以当每当那个琉球国王他当登基的时候，那就需要有。Wang became a naval officer, and in 1799 he was sent abroad in the emperor's service for an important mission. The Ryukyu Kingdom lay to the north of Taiwan, centered on Okinawa. The kings of this land had long sent tribute missions to Imperial China. And Imperial China had long sent missions the other way to formally invest this kingdom's newly crowned kings with the authority to rule. The Ryukyu Kingdom had long since come under the domination of a Japanese clan, but the old pattern of tribute and investiture continued. Setting out on these missions to invest foreign kings involved great risks. Because of the dangers of the open seas along the way, multiple ships were sent. On one of these missions, Wang De Lu was put in command of one of the lesser ships in order to help ensure the mission was a success. It was well that he was sent. But in the process of sailing, he was the captain of the ship's captain. The commander of the main ship took seriously ill, leaving it to Wang and his leadership skills to safely guide the mission home. This Wang did. And official admiration for him and his able command continued to grow. As we've heard, the name of this exhibit is Wang De Lu and the Tongan Ship. We've already heard something of Wang De Lu, but what is a Tongan Ship, and what does it have to do with Wang's career? That Tongan Ship and Gantian Ship have what is different? Simply put, it means that Tongan Ship has three three sides. The Tongan ship is a kind of Chinese vessel that was put to great use during Wang Dalu's time. It's named for the coastal area of southeast China where it was developed and widely adopted. These ships have three masts and three sails, one more than traditional boats. This gives them a boost in speed when the wind is favorable. Tongan ships are also much taller than their predecessors. Overall, these ships represented advances in naval design. Start using Tongan ships to fight or to capture. Actually, from the seas. The first to appreciate the advantages of the Tongan ship were pirates, long a problem along the empire's coasts. The authorities took up these ships as well. Once those sent to hunt the pirates realized their traditional ships couldn't keep up. Several pirate syndicates would soon find themselves outmatched by those sent to hunt them. Among these pirate hunters was Wang De Lu. While guiding the mission to the Ryukyu Kingdom in 1799, 
Wang had missed out on a big opportunity to smash piracy. That same year, pirates in the seas to the south had been dealt a major blow and fractured into many smaller groups. From 1800 on, Wang made up for this missed chance by chasing pirates through the seas. He began a series of campaigns full of dramatic exploits that would help bring down two pirate leaders in particular. Wang wasn't quite yet done with rebels on Taiwan either, nor was his rise through the ranks yet at an end. Next week, we'll follow Wang Da Lu's story to its conclusion, as researcher Mr. Wang joins us again from the National Palace Museum Southern Branch. We'll hear about Wang's tomb, a major local historic site, and also learn about the innovative ways this special exhibit takes visitors back to the world of Wang De Lu and his Tongan ships. I'm John Van Trieste, and I hope you'll join me again next week for another journey through time. The Sound of the Amis Tribe on Radio Taiwan International.